Good morning. Morning. Morning, Nick. Morning. Morning, Charles. Morning. All right. Just give everybody five minutes to join, and then well, then we'll kick it off. Got a, a full plate for today, so should be a good day. <laughs> you got a lot to explore today. Hey, but let's see. Be right back. Okay. All right. So um, I looked at like the testing times. Oh, nice. And um, I mean, there's not out of you know all those records. There's only about three thousand records that have like dates that could be valid, but there's no guarantee that they're valid. Um, and um, it may or may not be you know something that that Both works. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Charles, but. So Charles was just talking about turnaround time. So you're saying there's not many observations with good timestamps, or yeah, there's, a, there's some that are like 125 years in the past, and some that are like 125 years in the future, and there's some that have like that look like they could be valid. I have that Jupiter notebook. If I, you know, I could share it with you, and you can look at it. Well, welcome, Danny. We're just letting people join, so we'll kick it off in about five minutes or so. In, in you guys, I'm Alex. Oh, good to meet Hi, you, Alex. Alex. And Charles, you wouldn't mind just dropping the Jupyter notebook in the chat, if or um, it's you know it's on my other machine. Oh, oh okay. Um, hey guys, how are you? Nice to meet you all. Good to meet Hi, you. Amy. Here's David. Hello, David. So I don't turn on my camera because I just had surgery in my nose. No, it's it's not, not the end of the world. Look. My picture looks better, I guess. I mean, I don't care, but just a case. Oh, yes. And then, you know, um, for what it's worth, you know, we're just going to do a, a little recording just of the presentation and just to make the presentation available to people afterwards. Um, and so I'll share the link. Our good friend Stephanie Powell over at Fortune Creative is helping us actually assemble those videos. So, so I'll just go ahead and just start sharing some of um, the the handouts for today. So, two two just interesting you know uh, places to get data. So. As I go about my adventures, I'll just share interesting things with you. So over at OpenTHC, there's a strain database API if you need to look at strain names. There's just the spec to the OpenTHC. API, but let me go ahead and show you a few things here. Sorry, that was the 
All right, so uh, something you uh, can check out is data.openthc.com. And what you can check, our friend uh, David Busby over at OpenTHC has put together some of the data that we've been looking at. So these, this is the, the LCB data, and we've just been looking at the month of December here, but David's gone ahead and compiled everything from 2019, and he's working to make that available. So as soon as it is available, I'll share that with everybody. But there's a few interesting things that you can look at. There's business to consumer sales. So you can actually see, so this is going to take a, a second to load. Um, oh, well, but you can see month to month sales. And you can drill down into that. Well, like I said, it's still sort of being hammered out. So I think it's just an interesting tool that David's put together that, you know, it's, it's just a good pl place here. Uh, I'll put the, the link in the chat here so everyone can, can check that out. But just if you just want to get some ideas of, you know, what can you do with this data? You know, there's, you know, there's, th this can give you some ideas. So just wanted to, to, you know, spend a couple minutes and show you that resource. But the main thing I wanted to bring you here today well, the the later half, we'll uh, get to talking about APIs because David's interested in integrating with the state traceability system. And then I'll show you some of the work I've been doing just with charting data. But before we really get too far ahead, I guess just... Let's just spend, I guess, five minutes just uh, since this group's not all about me, but I guess, could we just do a, a round of introductions, I guess? I guess, if you don't mind, I guess, Danny and Nick and I guess everybody else, would you mind just spending just 30 seconds just to, to introduce yourself? Um, sure. So, so, yeah, I guess, Danny, uh, I guess go ahead and kick it off, please. <laughs> That's okay. So, <clears throat> my name is Danny Hurtado. I'll, I'll put my LinkedIn here. To connect i'm always open to connect collaborate Definitely. um i i own a marketing agency a staffing agency a software development company and this is pretty much um and partner up with other businesses um i'm the ceo for the companies uh we are in uh colombia Venezuela, Chile, Peru, Panama, Costa Rica, Mexico, USA, and hopefully opening uh, Spain. We also register in uh, Nigeria and um, venturing out to Uganda. 
I have uh, developers all over the world. Bangladesh too is in there. I apologize in India. Um, I have developers all over the world, people working all over the world. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, why, why this meetup and why the cannabis, you know, um, we have a platform that's basically an ERP or MRP. If you guys, the software people, uh, and I wanted to see how we could put this service to the cannabis industry and the data and all that stuff being like a platform that is decentralized because I own the platform. We developed the platform decentralized for the cannabis industry uh, people because I know it's been tough, you know, and, and I'm from South America, Colombia, and I've always oh. been like, oh, yeah, marked as, you know, drug dealer and all that stuff, which which is not. I'm just a business person. So <laughs> that that platform, um, I want to I want to see how I could, you know, put it into the industry. We're also working with blockchain technology um, and um, decentralized stuff. So, like, I know before Shopify and all that stuff, they didn't want to do cannabis companies and a lot of things with the cannabis, a lot of beef to the cannabis people, which I think is not right. And I know cannabis back back during the day on the other good side of things, if you say. And so I just want to do that, the, 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 the platform to be able to customize it and help the cannabis industry. And on the other side, the marketing side, uh, we have clients, you know, high end clients like General Motors, Petsies and so forth. So what can we do for the cannabis industry as far as um, um, helping the cannabis, you know, entrepreneurs or companies have that edge on marketing? So that's well, a I, little I, bit. I'd love it, Danny. And I think you may want to reach out to, I'll share you his contact afterwards with you. And yeah, everybody feel free to share your LinkedIn's. But uh, David Busby works with people in Colombia, And exactly, I think you're in the perfect place because exactly we want to, yeah, work with people all around the world. And yeah, uh, really, you know, help the cannabis industry take off. So I think you're well positioned. And we all have a lot to learn from you because, you know, so I work uh, in the cannabis industry here in um, Washington state in uh, the United States. And, you know, we have a lot to learn from other countries. So, you know, definitely feel free to share. Um, I'm based in, I'm based in Florida. Florida. So if anyone's coming to Florida, you got a new friend here. Definitely, Danny. So feel free to share. And then I guess let's go ahead and just keep moving on. So I guess, Nick, uh, just 30 seconds if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, um, I am currently an accountant for the uh, number one edible company in the United States. Awesome. Um, we produce uh, gummies and chocolates. And uh, I am just, I'm switching my careers to data analytics. And I thought this would be a great meetup to like figure out um, where you guys get data and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I'm here, uh, just to kind of learn and observe. And, um, awesome, Nick. Yeah. We're, we're happy to have you. And we'll share some pre previous links, and we're always yeah, sharing links to Canvas data. And then, cool. Charles, I guess, would you quick 30 seconds? Hi, um, I'm Charles, and um, I have 27 years of software development experience. I've worked with Windows, iOS, Mac OS. Um, and now I'm trying to transition into like the machine learning, uh, data analytics, data science field. 
Um, so, and this is, seems like a good group. This is sort of a data set that hasn't been well explored. Um, so it's a great opportunity. Awesome. And then Alex? Um, sure. Hey, uh, I'm Alex. I have been a professional software developer for about five years at this point, and I have a lot of experience developing APIs and maintaining them. Um, and I'm super interested in the cannabis industry. It's kind of like uh, I, I do a lot of side projects and, uh, and businesses after work. And this is definitely one of the areas I would like to learn more about. So I'm also just kind of here to like observe and hope to meet people. Um, thank awesome. you for posting this. Awesome, Alex. Well, honestly, we probably have a lot to learn from you because we're, you know, we're diving into to APIs. So as you know, a lot of the cannabis industry, well, essentially every state uh, relies on a traceability system and people mm -hmm. interact through that with, through an API. So, so APIs are at the heart of traceability. Plus, Companies are learning that different people at different stages of the supply chain can interact with each other through APIs. So there's a lot of opportunities there. And so yeah, we'll be talking about that. And then, yeah, sure. I'm definitely happy to share my knowledge as well. Awesome. So we're thrilled to have you, Alex. And so, David, this leads well into you. So, would you give us a 30 second intro, please. Uh oh, David, we may not be able to hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Awesome. Okay, that's better. Hold on, let me change from my uh, headset. Change microphones to. Is that better? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, great. Um, great, great hearing everybody. Um, uh, kind of similar to Danny, except we, we sell a ERP, MRP platform um, that doesn't have a good option for API integration with the state of Washington. And we're looking to develop one for it. So we're a reseller. I'm a CPA who's a techie uh, nerd and geek um, all combined together. Uh, and as a CPA, I understand the accounting side of things, but as a programmer, developer, I've kind of got the geek side of things as well. Um, and we sell uh, an accounting, cloud accounting software called Acumatica that uh, is one of the newer uh, cloud-based ERP, MRP systems and would be perfect for cannabis if it had a built-in integration to the API to get the state IDs uh, for all of the different uh, vendors, customers, uh, batches in production, things of that nature. So we're looking to learn more about the API in terms of building our own customization. Uh, one of the nice things with Acumatica is it's, it's customizable in .NET. So if you're a C-sharp developer, Acumatica lets you actually code your development in C-sharp right within the application. And, uh, and you could even extend it out and publish it into uh, Visual Studio to uh, publish a DLL from it. Um, so we find it, it's actually a more rapid development than Visual Studio because we can develop right within the application. We can view their source code right within the application um, as we make all the references and calls to it.
Um, so like I said, uh, been in this biz in the accounting ERP product biz for 20 some years. Um, I've got an engineering background an accounting background, uh, and, uh, a computer science background. Awesome. Uh, so a little bit of everything, Renaissance man. And I play guitar when, when we used to have open mics. <laughs> awesome. So it looks like we've got a wide array of people here from uh, the data geeks uh, to uh, the people who, well, I guess maybe that's all of us, um, uh, to uh, the people wanting to play with the APIs. So just to, just to share just real quick, just uh, what I've been working on here in the past week. So as you know, you can make uh, public records requests so that way you can get a nice data dump and so the people who were with us and the people who recently knew this is what we've been looking at so you know this is the state of washington for december of 2020 so they're generating you know about you know 30 gigabytes a month of traceability data and you know, this is rich for analysis. There's, you know, probably a lot to, you know, a lot to be discovered. So, you know, so the, you know, rule number one about data analysis, you know, look at the data. So I discovered this interesting library, Boca. So this is a Python-based library, and you can make these nice, visualizations here. So an interesting dimension of data is the geographic area, right? So, you know, it, knowing where things happened is pretty important. So we're going to try to make a, so this is called a chloropleth. So we're going to try to make a chloropleth for Washington data. Okay, so we're just going to kick it off here in Spider, and I'm just getting some of these working in the background. All right. So the external packages I'm using here. I'm just going to be using pandas, as always, um, and then you'll need to install Boca if you're using Python, or it actually comes packaged with Anaconda, because I believe Boca is produced by Anaconda. And so I'm going to just read in some sample data here. If you are following along you will need to to download the sample data set. Um, so you'd import Boca and download your data. And so this is just some sample data that comes with Boca, but it's nice because you know, we can get you know, we can get all the counties in Washington. 
Well, I'll need to import the sample data. All right, and so now you have a nice list of all the counties in Washington. So the place I thought we could start off is we can essentially read in the licensees that we were working with last week. And if any of you are curious about where you can find that data. Oh, we've got another joinee. Well, welcome, Jake. And so Hello. that's it's good to have you, Jake. And so there's, I've created just a GitHub here for the Cannabis Data Science Meetup group that, that you can just find all the source files and, you know, I'll just keep track of, you know, everything as we, you know, start accumulating material. Um, and so, so one thing, I, you know, we did in this past week is, you know, we, well, uh, the first week is we basically just, you know, created uh, you know, an Excel spreadsheet of all the active licensees. Um, so, so that's essentially just the file I'm, you know, working with here. So just, you know, to give you an example of that data. And so we've got our licensees now. Okay, and so the next step is you actually need to get the the counties that these are in. So I'll share this in the, the GitHub repository afterwards, but essentially you can use Google Maps to geocode the locations. So I'll share this with you afterwards, but essentially I'm just using the street, the city, the state, and the zip code to geocode these. Um, and so they're actually, it's running over here. And we'll just work with Um, well, I probably should have kept that running, I realized. Oh, well. Okay. So, we may have to do an actual count <laughs> later on. But, I'll go ahead and show you what, what Boca looks like nonetheless. So we can just do this with just with um, random values here. 
And so, so essentially, I just copied the I just copied this code here. and created a Boca chloropleth. And so essentially I'm just taking the state as an argument so I can get the correct counties and then just a list of values for the given counties. So nothing that glamorous, um, but we're just, you know, just doing a, you know, a, qu a quick little mock-up just to kind of show you wh what what you could possibly do here. So let's just see if we can. May have to kind of fiddle with the shape because I just put in random. I just put in a. Okay, so I think Okay, so it's not liking Hold on one second, I've got to debug this uh... We'll just do it this way. All right, just bear with me for a second. Grab the color palette. get the imports and we'll just get some random values here This will spit out an HTML file. And so not glamorous, needs a lot of touch up, needs a lot of work. So I apologize that it wasn't a bit more refined product here. But, you know, this is just a quick mock up just to show viability. So you're going to have to work on the actual shape of this and, you know, actually put
put in the values that you actually want to, to map. So here I basically just created <clears throat> random values between zero and 100. But, but it's a proof of concept. So you can, you know, you could embed that, you know, you could theoretically embed this, you know, in, in your own website, you know, so you could have a series of Boca charts that are moderately interactive in that you can hover over them and get a tool tip. So, so, so that was just a tool that I was exploring, but I'll quit uh, boring you to death with that. And uh, then we can maybe move back into, into APIs. But what, what are your thoughts? Or does Boca look like a tool that any of you would use? Yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. Um, I shared a link. There's a Kaggle class on using geospatial pandas. Excellent. Does a, you can do a sort of a similar kind of thing, but it's a free class and it'll take you through step by step how to build maps and, um, you know, and how to deal with geospatial data. Exactly. And so there's a lot of opportunities there. And so it's... A, as far as a data analysis perspective, it's really, you know, if you did a study with geospatial data, that could be well-respected. So, for example, you, could, you can even use, you know, essentially distance in regression models. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there. So, you, you know, you can calculate distance between places. Um, you, you know, to try to find out nearest neighbors. There's, you know, there, there's a lot, a, a lot you can do there. Um, so, um, so that's, I, uh, you know, that that's kind of uh, what I was working on was yeah, you know, trying to you know, plot various things. Um, but I guess let's jump and just I guess change gears now and look a bit more at. APIs. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. Right, so I guess let's just pick up, I guess, where we were last week with just essentially writing calls to the, to the, the state traceability system. Okay, so we can find that in our resources from last time. Okay, so essentially we're just sort of going through here and just seeing, okay, how do we actually go about making calls to the API? So the first step, we discovered that at least for the Washington State API, 
you do in fact have to create the users through the user interface. So that's, you know, that's going to be a, a communication hurdle, you know, for, for you to develop your software, because essentially you may have to communicate to the, to your clients, the, the users that they may need to create. Um, but let's go ahead and just pick up where we were last time. Okay, so, so we've got our base endpoint. We we're passing we're passing our API key in the header and I was reading in the documentation um, so where was it um, um that okay so i don't think it's a hundred percent uh necessary but you may also have to pass a header that is your email um password so it says that in the documentation but um for some reason i don't think uh it's actually necessary to make a, a valid API call. Um, so I would, I would test it without it first. Um, and so all you can do at the moment is, so you can get the MMEs, which you'll need to get your MME code and then we're just going to start walking through this. So we'll, to create an area, you pass it a list of areas. Okay, simple enough. So then you'll need to populate your cultivator with strains and inventory types. So this is um, you, you know this is where there's you know a lot of you know I guess uh, you know naming convention confusion um, between when do you use strain name and when do you use inventory name um, see um, And so this is where there's maybe not a lot of consensus in the industry. <laughs> but let's just go ahead and make uh, make an example post. So it looks like the only required it looks like the only required field to create a strain name is simply the, the actual name.
So we can maybe make this more interesting. So let's say you have a handful of strains. All right, so we can go ahead and make a bunch of posts. So if we had like a record set, if we were pulling a list of strains from a table in Acumatica, we could just do a record set, loop through the record set. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I... then you can just yeah make a bunch of strains and then you know go ahead and then you know post that up to to your strains so um Yeah, and so that's what you know. That's what your your data would look like, you know, to create you know a handful of strains. So not 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 that uh, exciting yet. So uh, let's let's jump up uh, to inventories and see see what the situation is there. Because essentially, we'll just walk through the whole traceability process and see if there's there's any curveballs. Um, so you'll need to create an inventory type here, it looks like. Okay, and so this is... This is where... things get interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh, because so let's go, go ahead and figure out like what's what's going on here so first it looks like there are sort of general types um, so this is just going to be like a broad spectrum um, just sort of to categorize things, sort of to know, you know, what area things are going to be in. Um, so these... These are broad types. 
And in fact, let me open this twice. Um, because I kind of want to. Can you put the link to that uh, to that manual in the chat box too? Yes, I think uh, here it should be in the chat box. Is it okay? Let me look. Um, but I'm gonna mark. Actually, I forgot to do it. Um, but after this call, I'm going to mark up this diagram because I've got a lot of comments that I would like to add on this in the white space here. So, um, but this is because, you know, it's not, it's not clear here what licensee is doing what, right? Because so right here, you know, you've got cultivators clearly who are making the strain types and inventories. Um, actually, oh, never mind. This is the production workflow. Um, so so that, that makes sense. But still, still notes to be had. Okay, so the type essentially designates, okay, what you know, what stage in the process is it? Right, so the immature plants is when it's still getting propagated. Then you get the mature plants when you know it's you know moved into the, the flower room. Then you get harvest material. And so this is once you've actually made a harvest on the mature plant. So you've you know you've moved it out of your flower room. You've destroyed the plant, and then you've created the harvest material. Right, and so then of the harvest material, you essentially have intermediate products which need to get lab tested. You have waste which needs to be disposed of and this disposing, it typically means mixing it 50-50 with another substance. So, for example, I have heard of cultivators using dirt. So they'll mix their waste 50-50, 50% cannabis waste with 50% soil or dirt, and then dispose of that. And so... Um, uh, just kind of throwing it out there, if any of you run into cannabis cultivators who need a waste solution, there's better carbon solutions, which this is a, you know, this is a friend of mine, uh, Rocky Holland, uh, you know, he is basically trying to tackle the, the problem of, okay, what, can, you know, how can we, you know, deal with cannabis waste in, you know, an environmentally, you know, friendly way, right? Because if you're just mixing it with 50% dirt 
and going and putting it in a landfill, well, that's, you know, a lot of organic material that's just going straight to a landfill. So, you know, his, his idea is there may be, you know, something you could actually do with that waste. Um, so, um, so I don't know. I think it's a, it's a good story and I, I'd like to see where he goes with that. And so one of the things that I'm trying to help with is just calculate the amount of waste, waste weight that's generated. And so I'm still digging into it, but I believe that data should be in inventory adjustments. So if any of you are feeling ambitious, then essentially just trying to calculate the amount of waste. <laughs> but It's actually in batches. Oh, you've discovered it. Um, yeah, it's in batches. Oh, awesome, Charles. Um, do you know what the data looks like by chance? Or I guess it's probably described here in the... Yeah, look in the manual for it. Yeah. So, well, I won't get us off track, but that's, that's an awesome lead. So thank yeah. you, Charles. <laughs> Yeah, from a manufacturing standpoint, a batch, in batch processing, right, you're moving, you're transferring things from one status to another, right? And what they want to know is that those steps, as it's being transferred, how much of it is becoming, you know, wet uh, harvest, how much of it is becoming waste um, in order to fully trace that, right? In any accounting system, you've got to have some type of Think of it like a transaction, but it's a batch transaction that is saying a certain lot uh, has been created. And as a result of that, there's some waste or side products, essentially, um, with the waste. So that makes sense. Well, awesome. And that's exactly so, you know, like I said, I'm not really here to preach to the choir because it's so I'm actually here to learn from you as much as as, as much as anything. So. So thank yeah, no, you. that's cool that Charles found that. That's awesome. Yeah, so because, you know, that's that's an important piece to their business model is um, knowing, okay, well, how much waste is actually generated and where, you know, where is it generated? Um, right. So. Well, you want to make sure this stuff isn't, you know, that, that everything's traced, right? Uh, it's a very controlling state API. <laughs> they want to know every every uh, jot and tittle as it were um, so. so yeah it's, so it's something yeah people may not think much about you know waste but you know it's an important part of you know the whole ecosystem so right um, it would make it would make good fertilizer i mean it, it, any kind of organic material right as it breaks down becomes good fertilizer exactly i'll take it off as <laughs> we have a garden in the back <laughs> well essentially well, I think he's pretty open about his business plan, but essentially that's the idea is so you take the waste, you make biochar, um, and, and so you can use it for, I think you can make, for, you know, so essentially you can use the char for fertilizer. Mm -hmm. But, but let's just keep, um, yeah, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. Keep churning along. No, that's interesting. It's just, um, just interesting there. Um, so here we're going to break it down a bit, a bit more. So this, I think this is where the field that I really use to 
to differentiate between the different types of products. So you have, you know, what you call your, you know, your intermediate type. Um, and we'll figure out maybe how to classify this a bit more refined. Um, Let me just part let me just parse this out for one second. Sorry. Just sort of just cleaning this data up real quick. One second. Okay. So here we're just sort of building an array or a list of all the product types. Okay, so not pretty, but just sort of getting a crude list here. Okay, so, you know, so this is essentially how I would break everything down by, you know, different types. Um, but, you know, you're, you know, you're welcome to sort of refine this a bit, a bit more because so, so everything here is sort of a finished pro it, well, is a product that's going to end up on the shelves and, you know, will need lab testing. You know, things down here are more of supply chain categories. So for example, if you, you know, harv you know, if you harvest any seeds out of your crops, you know, if you make any clones, you make any plant tissue. So these are almost, um, you know, types that you're going to be creating more for your, your, your cultivation workflow. Um, so, um, so we'll need to take that into consideration. Um, not well. I need to research about the non-mandatory plant sample. I'm not 100% certain. And then, and um, and think once again when you actually harvest the cannabis you're essentially going to be denoting it as so I actually may need to read up um, on these fields so I actually don't actually know too much about those fields um, 
So this could be a good um, direction uh, to head into towards next time is, okay, how do we actually go about creating these types? Um, so let's, let's look at what um, a type post request would look like because you, we've got to create the data. So if we're creating a type, we'll give it an external ID. And so that will be an ID that you can generate for it so you can keep track of it in your system. The name, which will be the name that the licensee would like to refer, refer to it as. The type, which is just the broad category. And then the intermediate type, so that depends on what you're actually going to do with it. And then the weight, and I believe it can either be each or grams. Um, so let's see. So the system doesn't enforce the each or grams, like there'll be dried flour and they'll have, but it'll be an each. You know, like there'll be a thousand, right? But it actually should be grams. Or like seedlings will can be in, will come up in grams, or seeds will come up in grams. But I think they should be each, or even seedlings. So the system doesn't really enforce a lot of these things. Just like there's a you know like negative amount of dried flour and negative waste. So negative waste to me tells me that you've actually like gained, you know, you've gained some flour. Um, so there's a lot of anomalies like this in the data. So what would be interesting to see is, is the negative waste, are they just doing a correction or is maybe that just, that licensee just thinks that waste is a, a negative. So they just code it as negative. <laughs> so that would right, be- but it should it should be consistent across yes. everybody. Right? And you're, you're talking government here, though. <laughs> so, so what you're discovering, Charles, is the intricacies of of data of essentially data science is you know it's amazing you know because you know they've got you know fairly well defined fields here, um, but you're right. So, so that's where we're sort of doing our sort of investigation slash analysis is we're basically, you know, this is the API, you know, this is what it, you know, it says it's going in as, and like you said, you know, we can actually then come and, you know, read it in the, the, I think they have inventories here somewhere. Yeah, it's so interesting to see whether on the data entry, when you send it to them, whether you're required to make it negative on the post or whether it's just being recorded as a negative in their system. So when you do a get, you get the negative um, because that's what's stored in their system, right? Um, I think it's just going to be testing it, just trial and error to find out, okay, do I post this as a positive and then they flip the sign because it's a waste type of uh, of transaction. Yeah, but out of all the you know hundreds of thousands of records, there are only like five five field or five records that have negative waste. So obviously somebody just put in uh, negative. Ah, uh, 
So they don't have any kind of error checking on it. Uh, their validate data validation maybe on the entry is not good. They don't. There's there are things that were tested 125 years ago, and there are things that were tested 125 years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no data validation at all. <laughs> and, and, and so, exactly. And so this is sort of where the, the exploration begins. Because, you know, as you're building your system out, you just kind of want to keep in mind these data intricacies because, you know, your system, so say you build it for wholesalers, you know, they're going to be dealing with retailers, they're going to be dealing with other producers, they're going to be dealing with processors. And, you know, the better your system can interact with other systems, you know, in their data. So if somebody puts in a wonky string name, someone puts in a weird inventory type, like so someone codes it as flower, but it should be flower lots. You know, the better your software system can handle that, you know, the happier your clients are, are going to be. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, they they just want things to just run smoothly um, and interface nicely with the people they're doing business with. And, you know, like I said, you, you just have to take the state traceability system as given and then, you know, make your system, uh, you know, run as smoothly as possible around it. Um, you know, um, at least that, that's, that's my, my two cents. But I would just like to say that just to sort of round this up that I think um, so I just to round it up. So I think I, I actually have a lot more exploration to do with with the inventory types, because I, you know, wasn't actually as ready to go with that as I thought. So, so for next week, you know, I'm going to be reading up on the inventory types um, to actually try to figure out, you know, what's the difference between all these intermediate types, and and that way, we, you know, we can actually do, you know, you know, a bit a bit better mock, you know, towards the API next time, but. I guess, you know, we're kind of near uh, the end of the hour. So I guess um, just, you know, are there any you know, questions, comments from, uh, from the, from the gang? All right. No. No. All right. All right. Well, well, you know, <laughs> thank you all for coming. And, you know, I apologize that the chloropleth, yeah, that was sort of a, a hiccup. Um, so I'm going to clean that up and I'll send you all, you know, a link to the code so that way you can see a cleaned up version. And then, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll continue, um, you know, reading up on this traceability system. So that way, you know, next week you can have a bit more informative of a discussion. But, you know, you know, <laughs> and, for, and for Nick, I'm going to keep a, an eye out for good data sources for you too. <laughs> Yeah, I this is yeah, I think I'll be joining every week. This is really 
interesting stuff. So, do you question real quick before we go? Do you work in Washington State or? I do work in Oregon. In Oregon. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I'll keep that in mind. Um, Oregon like, has an API that you can hit for pesticides, but I'm not sure much else. But I'll I'll keep that in mind in case we come across any good Oregon data. Yeah, I, I am in Oregon, but like we are um, hopefully by the end of the year, we, we're going to like be producing in Washington. So oh. like I work for Grand Wild and we right now we're in California, Colorado, Nevada. So we're we're in multiple states, not just in Oregon. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, I'll go ahead and l- let you go here, but uh, but you know, stay tuned because we'll we'll dig up some good data for you. And if you're interested in any in particular data points, I know producers or some and processors are interested in like you know wh- what you know what other brands retailers are carrying and things like that. So yeah, you know, we could do some good analysis for you. Awesome. Yeah, look forward to it. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining everyone. And until next time, uh, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone. Before, before you okay. disconnect, um, I would like to definitely connect with you because I'm interested in all this. Not, you know, I would like to, you know, set up a, a, an, a, an actual meeting with my team and see how we could connect all this information, you guys, all this data you guys are acquiring to see how that you know, we could utilize it in, in our platform. So whenever you, I put my LinkedIn there, if you want to connect with me there, or I could send you my um, phone or my email and we could connect from there. So it's definitely very interesting, all these data points you guys are taking and see how we could integrate it with our platform. Absolutely, Danny, I'll, I'll um, send you a message. And, you know, that, that's exactly what we're trying to do is yeah, get good data into your platform so you can, Make it, make it useful. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a awesome, good day. Danny. Well, until next week, it's, it's good meeting you all. Uh, Same here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.